Business's Big Podcast. It's Build a Big Podcast, the marketing podcast for podcasters. I'm David Hooper, and this podcast, all about growing your audience, getting more people to your podcast, making them care about it, making more money with your podcast, and spreading your message. This is the audio edition of my weekly newsletter that is called Big Podcast Insider. It comes out every Friday morning, New York time. You can follow along and subscribe at newsletter.bigpodcast.com. In this issue, one sentence equals big impact. How to create content on LinkedIn that actually gets engagement. Ira Glass on good taste and how we get better. Free icons and stock photos for everything. How to prepare for an audio interview. Garbage in, garbage out. Also some classified ads for you, things that will help you to build a bigger, better podcast. This episode brought to you by Riverside.fm, the leading platform to record studio quality, remote podcasts and videos. 70,000 people and companies use it. I like it because it enables you to go anywhere with your podcast. Unbelievably high recording quality as if you're in the same room because Riverside records locally. In the industry, we call it a double ender. You might've heard it called a tape sync. People pay a lot of money for this. It's included with Riverside. Very intuitive, very easy to use. Your guests don't need to install anything. It works from a Chrome browser. They click a web link and are instantly connected to you via the Riverside Online Studio. There's an iOS app, so if somebody's got an iPhone, they don't have a computer, hey, you're good. You can still get the interview that you want. And you can try this out now for free at riverside.fm. They're going to give you a couple of hours. Take a look, take a listen, see how it works for you. I think you're going to like it. And if you do, this is how to get a discount should you choose to subscribe. Big Podcast, that's the code B-I-G-P-O-D-C-A-S-T. That's riverside.fm. To get 15% off, use the code BIGPODCAST, B-I-G-P-O-D-C-A-S-T. You've been here before. You know how this works. I'm going to go from story to story to story. And when I transition, you're going to hear this sound. Here's how it works. Ready? One sentence equals big impact. It's very common for podcasters to want to change things up with their podcast. Sometimes this is because they want to attract more listeners and make more money. But many times... It's because they want to have a feeling that their messages matter and that what they're doing is making a difference in the world. I get it. For years, my work focused on marketing pop music and working in any form of entertainment, including podcasting. Sometimes it can be difficult to see significance beyond that. But the truth is, even musicians, even shallow pop musicians, they can use their platform to do very good things. And I saw that all the time. We lost Bob Barker last week, and he certainly did this. When you think about Bob Barker, his main job was hosting game shows. That's what we knew him for. But the sign-off message, the Price is Right sign-off message, what did he say? Help control the pet population, have your pets spayed or neutered. It was subtle, but it changed the culture. And if you're interested in hearing more about this, I did an entire episode about it. Here's how to get it. Bigpodcast.com slash subscribe. I make it very easy for you to get this podcast on iPhone, Android, however you get your podcast. If you go there, bigpodcast.com slash subscribe, you will see the previous episode where I talked all about Bob Barker, not just Bob Barker, Casey Kasem is another guy that I talked about. And I told the story that I ran into with, you know, this sponsor isn't really in alignment with what I want to project. So how did I work that out? I'll tell you because it worked out even better than the original idea. And that's my point. You find yourself in situations where maybe what you're doing is no longer in alignment with what you want to do, or maybe you just feel like you want to make a difference, that you can make more impact than you are. I know for me as a book author, radio host, 
podcaster, if you had told me 30 years ago that 30,000 people would listen to me every week, I'd be like, 30,000 people? I can't imagine that. I would have thought in terms of arenas. I just went to an arena and it's 10,000 people. That's three arenas all listening to me. I would have been blown away. And now I'm like, "Mm, you know, I like to reach more people. I like to have more impact with those people because we develop a tolerance for what we're doing with our podcast. So let's not take it for granted, but let's continue to try to move forward, try to be ambitious, but content at the same time. Diving a little bit deeper into this, the influence that you exert through your podcast can go way beyond the topic that you discussed. And using Bob Barker as an example, nobody watched The Price is Right to think about animal population control. They watched it for entertainment just like they may be listening to your podcast. But that short message, one sentence at the end of every episode, Bob Barker signing off, reminding you to control the pet population, have your pets spayed and neutered. That's all it was. Has had a ton of impact on how we treat cats and dogs today. If you talk to somebody older, talking about somebody older than me, (laughs) somebody, let's say 70s or 80s, did you get your pets fixed? No, 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 it's not natural, whatever. That was the culture that we lived in. Related to that, it wasn't common to see dogs chained up outside. You would not see that today. That's not to say you still don't see that some places because culture changes slowly. But in this instance, like a lot of things, we can look and see that change by going to younger people. Younger people, I'm talking maybe 20s and 30s, people who would be old enough to have a cat or a dog. Have you had your pet fixed? Oh yeah, of course. They came fixed because I adopted my dog from a rescue. I adopted my cat from a rescue. That's another thing that's changing. That did not happen. When I was a kid, you go to the mall, past pets. That was the store. I had gerbils as a kid. These gerbils had babies. I sold them to the pet store. Nobody thought a thing of it. These days, oh my gosh, what are you doing? Adopt, don't shop. Culture changes slowly and culture changes with small messages like the one at the end of The Price is Right. That message was so popular with The Price is Right, the new guy, Drew Carey, he says it, guest hosts say it, you can do something similar. One sentence can have a massive impact. As podcast hosts, we often do not realize how powerful our platform and voices are. But even if it's just 30,000 people, even if it's just 1,000 people, think back a few years ago, man, I'd love to reach 1,000 people every week. Okay, are you doing it? Great. That's a lot of people, 100 people. If you had a room with 100 people, that's a lot. And one sentence, that can impact a lot of people, especially over time. Something beyond one sentence, by the way. This is definitely something you can do. You think, ah, you know, I don't want to get preachy. I don't want to give that one sentence. That might be too much. Well, do this. Make choices that reflect your values. It could be the guests that you bring onto your show. It could be the conversations, the topics that you talk about. We can align our podcast with our philosophies and make a positive impact on our audiences that way. This happens to me all the time. I'm going to assume that it happens to you, but I get pitched for so many guests. They're out of alignment with what I want to talk about, with what I believe, with what I feel is important for you to know. They don't care. They're going to talk to anybody and everybody, but I care because I care about you and you care about your audience. So consider that when you're making any choice about your podcast, make those choices that reflect your values. Somewhat related to this, and this is how cultures change, 
sometimes you got to sneak up on your audience. Sometimes the most impactful messages are the ones that subtly reach and surprise an audience. And doing that, it's an opportunity for us as podcast hosts to share important messages that go way beyond the main topics of our shows. Mr. Rogers' Neighborhood. You might have grown up with Mr. Rogers. There's a famous scene of him washing a black man's feet. Washing your feet, biblically, it's a very subservient thing that you would do for somebody. And racial tension in the United States, I don't need to go too deep into this topic, but there'll be some people say, no, 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 I'm not going to do that. Even if you think about how we refer to black people, Uncle Ben, Uncle Ben Rice, they called him uncle because they didn't want to call him mister. That would be too much respect for this man. Mr. Rogers, he knew this. There's a lot of racial tension. I'm going to wash a black man's feet. As a kid, we're not thinking anything of it because we don't have these indoctrinated rules into us yet. Something like that can set the tone for the next generation. You're not going to reach all your audience and all your listeners with the message that you are trying to spread, but you are going to reach some of them, many of them younger. And because those guys have a long life in front of them, those messages are going to multiply. Oh, there's Officer Clements. Hi, Officer Clements. Come oh, in. Mr. Rogers, how are you? Fine. Won't you sit down? Oh, sure. Just for a moment. It's so warm. I was just uh, putting some water on my feet. Oh, it sure is. Would you like to join me? It looks awfully enjoyable, but I don't have a towel or anything. Oh, you share mine. Okay, sure. Around the country, they didn't want black people to come and swim in their swimming pools. And Fred said, that is absolutely ridiculous. Today, trouble under a noon sun. Negroes and white rabbis marched to a segregated hotel with these results. Manager James Brock told them to get off his private property, tossed uh, cleaning chemicals inside the pool in an effort to get the Negroes to leave. My being on the program was a statement for Fred. Cool water on a hot day. You want to see another way that I'm doing this? I don't talk about this, but if you want to go to the Big Podcast Instagram, it's Big Podcast One. That's the username. You're going to see some images on there. You might not think anything of it, but they are chosen very specifically. The people that I portray in there, the couples, I don't mention it. I just do it because I don't think it's a big deal. I think this is how it should be. That's the world that I work in. I work in the world that I think should exist and can exist if we make these decisions. I used to not do that. I used to work for the way the world was. And that was reflected in my book. A lot of times even just using pronouns. For example, with the podcasting book originally, Big Podcast, I was more or less talking to the men because when I started that book, Men were the guys who were dominating podcasting. We were the guys who had access to the stuff. We're on the internet more. We just happened to be there. And because we were the guys in the room, there were more of us than there were women, other demographics. By the time I finished that book, <laughs> it took me a minute. That had changed. So I had to go in. I didn't have to. But I wanted to. I believe that podcasting is for everybody. 
I changed it to something that was more reflective of who was podcasting at that time. And I started thinking about it. Why do we have to wait? Let's make this what we want to make it. And you've got that opportunity with your podcast. You want more thoughts? Newsletter.bigpodcast.com. How to create content on LinkedIn that actually gets engagement. If you are on LinkedIn and you want more attention for what you were doing, Thomas Strider, he's got some ideas that will help you. I've got them linked at newsletter.bigpodcast.com. Let me give you a couple that caught my attention. They are very similar to what we see podcasters doing on Apple Podcasts and elsewhere. The first, they're known as engagement pods. You might not be familiar with that name, but this is definitely something you see in podcasting. There are groups of people who engage with you to trick the system, Apple Podcasts, whatever the system is, the man, into thinking that your content is popular. Let's talk about that one, avoiding engagement pods. A podcasting version of this is working with other podcasters to subscribe, review, and interact with other people's shows. One of the big problems in doing this is that it messes up the people who listened to this podcast also listened to these podcasts. It can mess up the recommendations. And once you do that, I mean, it can change. But when you set the pace, because new people going to your podcast are seeing this, People who listen to this podcast also listen to these podcasts. They are automatically clicking those other podcasts and they're more likely to listen to those other podcasts. And those other podcasts may not be related to you at all. Which means you may be recommended on their podcast pages, but you're not getting recommended on the pages of podcasts that are similar to you. It's general momentum. We see this on charts all the time. If you hit number one, especially during the holidays, when things aren't really being promoted, you are likely going to stay number one. There's momentum and inertia that you have to get by in order to change something. And it is much easier to start it fresh from the beginning without any of this junk that you've got to clear out than to go in and change something that's already messed up. So consider that avoiding engagement pods. Go directly to the people who are really going to benefit from your podcast, not just other podcasters because you want to game the system. Number two, he says, focus on a single core idea. This is similar to what I just said, being all over the place with those recommendations. When you are all over the place with random content and it has no focus or the focus is not obvious for listeners, they're not going to pay attention to you. People want to hire specialists. Not somebody who was focused on something completely different just a few days ago. Would you buy a hamburger at Taco Bell? No, no. Focus on what you do and like Taco Bell because the same thing that they're doing, that's exactly what you want to do. They've got these ingredients, right? Beef, beans, cheese, lettuce, tomato, tortillas. And they mix them up in various combinations and in varying amounts. And they call it something different. A gordita, a tostada, a burrito, a taco. It's the same thing. I'm vegetarian, so I don't want any meat. Rarely go for cheese. Don't really like lettuce. Don't like tomato. (laughs) It's a unique combination. Somebody tells me, get on the app. You're going to love this thing. You can customize your order. And what I realized, because it was right there in front of me, because whether I'm getting the gordita, the tostada, the nachos, it's the same thing. It's the same thing, all of mine, beans, rice, potatoes, maybe some flaming Hot Cheetos. Not a whole lot of difference there, but it seems like it's different. It's called something different. Your podcast is the same way. 
You want more information about this, more thoughts, links to the other things on this list? Newsletter.bigpodcast.com. Ira Glass on good taste and how we get better. This is a two-minute message. I think you're going to connect with it. The most important possible thing you can do is do a lot of work. That is advice from Ira Glass. Jump in and do the reps and look for opportunities where you can do more reps. Almost every city has a community radio station. I've got one linked if you want to see an example of it. We've got two or three of them here in Nashville. These are great. And you can get on the air. They're not going to pay you, but you're getting great experience. You can build an audience. You can be on broadcast radio. It is very, very easy to get your own show. KCRW Radio Race, that's a great opportunity for you regardless of where you live. It's a Santa Monica-based station, NPR affiliate. And they've got a 24-hour film festival. I'm going to put that in quotes. Four podcasters for radio production. They give everybody a topic 10 a.m. Saturday. You have until 10 a.m. Sunday to finish a four-minute piece. You upload it. You are done. You get something added to your reel. That is another rep for you. It is so nice to have that limitation in both time and topic. It's a lot of fun. I would suggest that you do it. It's coming up very soon, the next couple of months. I've got it linked at newsletter.bigpodcast.com. I've also got the Ira Glass clip for you. But rather than make you go there, let's just play it right now. Nobody tells people who are beginners. And I really wish somebody had told this to me, is that all of us who do creative work, like, you know, we get into it. And we get into it because we have good taste. But it's like there's a gap that for the first couple of years that you're making stuff, what you're making isn't so good. It's not that great. It's, it's trying to be good. It has ambition to be good, but it's not quite that good. But your taste, the thing that got you into the game, your, your taste is still killer. And your taste is good enough that you can tell that what you're making is kind of a disappointment to you. You know what I mean? A lot of people never get past that phase. A lot of people at that point, they quit. And the thing I, I would just like say to you with all my heart is that most everybody I know who does interesting creative work they went through a phase of years where they had really good taste, they could tell what they were making wasn't as good as they wanted it to be. They knew it felt short. It didn't have this special thing that we wanted it to have. And the thing I would say to you is everybody goes through that. And for you to go through it, if you're going through it right now, if you're just getting out of that phase, you gotta know it's totally normal. And the most important possible thing you could do is do a lot of work, do a huge volume of work. Put yourself on a deadline so that every week or every month, you know you're gonna finish one story. Because it's only by actually going through a volume of work that you're actually going to catch up and close that gap. And the work you're making will be as good as your ambitions. In my case, I took longer to figure out how to do this than anybody I've ever met. It takes a while. It's going to take you a while. It's normal to take a while. And you just have to fight your way through that. Free icons and stock photos for everything. Lots of podcasts and audio-related icons are at this link, newsletter.bigpodcast.com. If you need a font, I got 1,562 open-source fonts linked as well. If you're overwhelmed, I've got a list of the 20 best ones. Design is important. I was just featured on an Instagram page for podcasters. I've got that linked as well, newsletter.bigpodcast.com. You know where these links are. I talk about the black and white cover art of this podcast, Build a Big Podcast, why I did that. These icons, they work great for black and white art. I've got more info on why and everything linked at newsletter.bigpodcast.com. How to prepare for an audio interview. I've got a checklist for you and it will increase your likelihood of interview success. 
Here's the big takeaway. You, you, I'm talking to you. You are in charge. Do what you need to do to get the interview and recording that you want. Even pros don't know some of this stuff. For example, a production company reached out to me. This was a couple of years ago. They wanted me to produce a podcast on food. I said, okay, great. It was with Nashville musicians, celebrity musicians. And they wanted to go deep into the history of these musicians. Talk about food. Did you grow up around food? Let's talk about your grandmother's cooking, that kind of thing. I said, great. All right, what's the budget? Got the info. Do you want to do it on Music Row? A hundred studios that I can book right now. I've got radio studios. You let me know. We'll bring them in. We'll gang run this thing. Get you exactly what you need. Keep this thing under budget. It's going to be great. And they said, no, we don't want that. We want you to record it at the kitchen table. We're going to have you go out to these celebrities' houses, sit at their kitchen table, put a microphone in front of them. We're going to get the interviews that way. And I said, no, that's why they lost me. For one, audio podcast and radio or theater of the mind. It makes sense for a musician who is in the recording studio all the time recording music, everything that we've heard from them, to be in a recording studio to record a podcast. It does not make sense for an audio-only podcast to record in a kitchen because it doesn't matter. They're not going to know. That actually takes away a kitchen is the worst place to record a podcast. There's too much glass, so everything echoes. The motor from the refrigerator often comes through on recordings. If you look at a spectral analysis of audio and you look at something done in the studio and you look at something done in the kitchen, you're going to see a horizontal line on the one done in the kitchen. You might not hear it, although it is affecting your audio. You might not know what it is, although it is affecting your audio. That is the motor from the refrigerator. It is the worst place to record. I've got a lot of advice like this. It's at newsletter.bigpodcast.com. There are a lot of things like this on the list. This is from NPR about good recording locations. That's number one. Refrigerators are bad news, too noisy. And kitchens tend to be echoey. Usually the family room is best for a recording. Carpeting, cushy furniture, and curtains help absorb sound. We do remote interviews for my radio show, Music Business Radio. And one of the things that we will do is have somebody take a laptop into a walk-in closet. Well, it's full of clothes. Yeah, full of clothes is exactly what I want. Clothes absorb sound. Clothes diffuse sound. What doesn't absorb sound is it hits it right back to you, slap back, are things like glass and things like metal and stone. Carpeting, cushy furniture, and curtains. Three C's. Remember those? That's the first thing on the list. They give you advice to become annoying politely. If you're in a remote situation, ask to turn off televisions, radios, and cell phones. Keep an ear out for noisy computers. And in some cases, you'll need to close windows or turn off air conditioning. It's the same thing. It's that hum. You might not be able to hear it, but it is affecting your audio. There's low frequencies. And look, I'm not an audio engineer. I don't consider myself one. Like I mentioned, down the street from Music Row, know all those guys, or enough of them. <laughs> this is spoken word, not music. We don't need this kind of fidelity. But what we don't want is a bunch of stuff mucking up our voices. Voices are important. Messages are important. You owe it to your audience and you owe it to your guest to get the clearest, best recording that you can. 
it's potentially archival audio. When these guys reached out to me about doing this podcast, they were talking to big, big musicians. I'm talking Garth Brooks level, Reba McIntyre level, Willie Nelson level. There were some good guys on this thing and they were not being very respectful of that audio. If somebody's going to say it, it's worth recording. And if it's worth recording, it is worth doing right. The time is going to pass anyway. So if you can remove somebody from the kitchen and be in a place where, hey, I need to turn this television down. I need to close this window. Get a little bit closer to the mic. Again, be polite about it. But do what you need to do to get the recording. And you can tell them that. I want you to sound as good as possible on this tape. You are not going to like how you sound if it's echoey or if it's reverberating, or if there's a dog barking in the background. People aren't going to pay attention to you. You've got an important message, and I want people to pay attention to you. You can use that line. Number three, they say rearrange furniture. If turning everything off didn't get you kicked out, (laughs) because you got to be skillful at this. Now it's time to redecorate. It's important to sit close to your interviewee, usually directly across or catty corner. I want to be so close to someone that I can rest my elbow on my knee or the arm of the chair, and still have the mic close enough to have an intimate recording. Often this requires moving furniture. I can't tell you how many coffee tables and chairs I've moved. Here's something specific for when you're in an office. If I'm in an office, I nearly always ask people to get out from behind their desk. By the way, I try to never interview someone on a couch. I find it uncomfortable because of the odd angle you have to sit at to be close and able to look them in the eye. That sounds bold, I know. Maybe it is bold. But again, there's skillful ways of doing this. And the best thing that I have found is to say, you're not going to like how you sound if we do it this way. Can we do it this way? The recording is going to be so much better. More people are going to pay attention to you and listen to your important message. Consider that. I've got more great advice from NPR at newsletter.bigpodcast.com. Garbage in, garbage out. We kind of just talked about that. If you don't get a good recording going in, You're not going to have good output coming out. But this idiom, let's go a little bit deeper into that. This is the podcast humor section of the newsletter. You know, I've got humorous things, things that podcasters can all relate to. You're going to relate to this. Always, in every issue of Big Podcast Insider, it's at newsletter.bigpodcast.com if you want to see the joke. If a remote guest uses a built-in laptop mic, for example, you're going to get a recording that sounds like somebody using a built-in laptop. And that doesn't sound very good, by the way. Are you producing a podcast you want people to pay attention to? Are you having an informal Zoom session with the PTA at your kid's school? Even that, you're going to find better results when you use a mic. People are going to pay more attention to you. I cannot tell you how many Zoom meetings I've gotten on for various things. People say, oh my gosh, you sound like you're on the radio. I'm using a $60 mic for Zoom. 60 bucks. Everybody else sounds like they're in a cave though. So 60 bucks will get you where you want to go. It doesn't cost a lot of money to get a good sound, even on Zoom. So what happens when somebody connects to your session through Riverside, through Zoom, through Squadcast, however you're connecting, and they don't have the mic? I almost always cancel right then. Let's reschedule. Let's wait till you get the equipment that you need. And let's get the recording that you deserve. And that can be uncomfortable. But again... Your audience deserves the best. Your guest deserves the best. To clarify, ironically, 
the people with the most important message, the most important guests, because they are difficult to come by and I want to make sure that I get them. Those are the ones that I probably would not reschedule. I mentioned Willie Nelson earlier. If Willie connects via 10 can and a string, I'm taking it. Dolly Parton, 10 can and a string, we're good. But for everybody else, you need to get a good recording of them with a microphone from a quiet place because garbage in, garbage out. They might not care because they're on to the next place. I corrected a guy one time. <laughs> he was talking into the wrong side of the mic. He was using an AT mic, Audio-Technica, and they've got a model of mic where it looks like you would talk into it in the end, an end address microphone, but you talk into it in the side. And this guy sounds weird to me. I said, can you talk on the side? Because this was on video. I said, yeah, you've, uh, you've got a microphone where you should be going into the side. I said, it, it looks weird. It happens all the time. He's like, well, I've done 100 podcasts just like this. All right. That podcast did not get used. I didn't cancel it right then. I said, we'll try it. Uh, but it sounded like balls. And it wasn't to the standard that I thought my listeners deserve. So, you know, go on, go on. It would have been 10 seconds for him to fix that. And not only sound great on my podcast, but sound great on all the podcasts moving forward. Nobody had told him that. You're not doing a service to your guests if you do not tell them, hey, you could do this little thing, one little thing and sound better. And some people aren't going to listen. This guy kind of got into it with me. You know, oh, I've done a hundred of these. Oh, all right, buddy. Yeah, gotcha. Gotcha. Well, they all sound like balls. You want more thoughts on this? Newsletter.bigpodcast.com. Classified ads for you. Swell AI automates writing podcasts, summaries, articles, social posts, and more. You can manage multiple shows in one dashboard, build custom templates for each show. It connects with Google Drive, Dropbox, and Zoom, and it automates your episode notes. It's quite amazing. We are living in the future, my friends. Get started for free. I've got a link for you. Newsletter.bigpodcast.com. Hey, if you're ready for more, you like the podcast, you like the newsletter, you want to get personal help from me and also get connected with a group of professional podcasters who are working just as hard as you are, I've got something called Big Podcast AMP, A-M-P. It stands for Audio Monetization Program. And the reason I lead with that is because if you can't monetize what you are doing, you're not going to get your message out. It's not all about money, but that is an underlying thing. No option is off the table. So if you're interested in sponsorships, Patreon, something that's fan-funded, you've got a back-end product, you've got consulting. I've done it all and I'm doing it all. I will help you to do that. It's called Big Podcast AMP. This is how to get more information. Bigpodcast.com slash AMP, A-M-P, bigpodcast.com slash AMP. That's got more information. Reach out if you've got any questions. I'm happy to answer them. We've been working together, so we got to like each other, man. And you've heard the podcast. You kind of know what you're getting into. But if you've got questions, do reach out. If you're not ready for that yet, you got to subscribe to the podcast. Well, you don't have to. But you're here already, man. You made it to the end. You might as well. Bigpodcast.com slash subscribe. Steal the subscription page because it's very effective to give you more listeners. And this is how you do it. Three buttons. One for iPhone. One for Android. One with an RSS feed. And I've got a bonus QR code that you can scan. Any one of these options will instantly deliver the latest episode of Build a Big Podcast to you. It is free. There's never any obligation and you can unsubscribe at any time. Bigpodcast.com slash subscribe. That is how you do it. Thank you for listening. More episodes on the way. So before you forget, bigpodcast.com slash subscribe. Go there now, subscribe, and I'll see you on the next one.